Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 115. I'm your host, back in the basement, with my co-host and teenage son, Jack. Jack, you over there? Uh, no, I'm absent this week. Uh, hey, I think that's the same gag as last week. Yeah, I actually don't, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, but yeah, we're back. I'm fighting some sort of cough or cold or something, so I apologize if I sound a little bit different. I'm going to try not to cough. I think whatever your mother had that was non-COVID, tested a million times, um, may have been passed to me, so hoping to get through this without coughing too much. Mm-hmm. So let's get the important update. Have you been paid for your job? No. No. We're hoping. <laughs> this is my new gimmick every week. I'm going to find ask you if you've been paid yet because it's Should now been be next it, week. It's now been what? A month? Yeah. At without least. getting paid. Yeah. That's not cool. I'm sure you're aware of the not coolness of that. Yeah. But um, when you do, it should be a chunky paycheck at least. So yeah. How, how was your week this week? It happened. Yeah, nothing uh, out of the ordinary. You made some strawberry apple, sorry, apple crumble in one it's of your like classes. Crap in a bowl. It actually tasted normal. That's how it's supposed to taste as someone who's it eaten it before. Good. You might have gone heavy on the cinnamon, but I some, think so. Some people probably don't even care about that. Um, yeah, and I actually got days off this week, which is surprising. You did, including today. So including we're recording today. a little bit later on the Saturday because we didn't need to get up and get it done before right. your shift. And then today we've got what's called Friendsgiving. Um, we hang out with a bunch of people on our street yeah. semi-regularly all summer long. So this is the week before actual Thanksgiving in Canada. So we assume that everyone's busy with their families. So we back up one week and do it with the friends. So we're heading down to their place. Nice enough to be outside, although fall has set in, right? In Southern. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. So um, we're going to head down there to Chuck's place outside at the bar slash whatever he's got going there bar slash whatever the usual stuff um and then the other excitement in our life not exciting warning may not be exciting is the pool's closing today oh okay that's what i was that's what i was just outside getting all the stuff ready yeah toast was sitting at the door looking at stuff and i was and then outdoor cat came as well Uh, and they had a bit of a standoff uh yes funny joey showed up and toast was not thrilled but stare down anyways um i don't know i don't really I'm not feeling super bantery. You got anything to talk about? Absolutely not. So I don't really have much. No, it was a pretty. It was a long week between coaching volleyball and coaching your brother's. Last was a fast week for me. Last week was long. Yeah, I agree. But this one week of endless shifts. I just finished my job and then I go do volunteer work for two hours, which is fine because coaching's really fun and stuff. It's just it's just tiring yes yeah so it's like you volunteering at your job and not getting paid yeah well it's not like i can get hours because it's not a non-profit right i couldn't even get volunteer hours if i wanted to no you could not they are definitely making a profit off of not paying not you. sharing it to me. <laughs> correct you get no part of it but anyways i say we move on switch to talking about wrestling our first segment that we like to call whatever we call it where we talk about the week's wrestling news and rumors So taking a look at the ratings this week, uh, both NXT and AEW dipped under. So I've sort of decided in my own opinion that like 700,000 is very good for NXT, right? And 1 million is good for AEW and they've been over that lately. So this week, not so much. Um, NXT got 660,000 viewers this week down 4%, earned a 0.16. So that's okay because it's up 6%. So they'll like that. And it's the lowest rating since early August, so not that long. But still, honestly, 660 is a pretty solid number uh, for NXT and close to that 700 threshold that I always think is is a very good number for them. 
Um, Dynamite had some serious competition from Hurricane Ian this week as coverage of that disaster was sort of dominating the cable ratings. So they dipped under a million this week. So Dynamite averaged 990,000 viewers, which is down 4.7%. Earned a 0.34 in the key demographic, down 2.9%. And this is the first time, so if you had to guess, first time Dynamite's been below a million since when? Um, you can pick like middle of a month. You don't have to hit a, nail a date, you know what I mean? Something June. No, August 17th. Huh. So what's that been like four or five weeks probably? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, down slightly, but very close to that 1 million. Um, news for you, sir, as I sip water. Um, so after the main event match on Dynamite, uh, Bandit was offered an AW contract, and it's unknown if he's accepted or not, but he has been offered a contract. Yes, which is fantastic, because I am a huge fan of Bandito. I thought not, I mean, we'll talk about it in depth soon, but I thought he looked pretty good on Dynamite, and the crowd certainly embraced him for sure. Um, so related to that, because I actually had that one as well, is so not quite off offered a contract, but AEW is said to have, quote, massive interest in signing Juice Robinson after his appearance on Dynamite as well. So both of those guys I really like. And I think they got good showings on. They did. But like, you can't keep, I know I'm a broken record, but you can't keep doing this without eventually releasing somebody. They did just kind of drop. I mean, I don't think House of Black are gone, but they, at least for now, they've kind of dropped a couple. Right. I just... I'm nervous because there's already tons of talent that can't get on TV, right? So where do you find room for these guys? Uh, but anyways, to, uh, I think you were a little surprised. Like you thought Juice Robinson was cooler than you thought he was, I think. Yeah, right? he was really cool. Yeah. Um, so he definitely made a better impression than when uh, Finley showed up randomly. Yes. Oh, Juice is way more charismatic than Finley. Like yeah. Finley's good in the ring and really fast, but he's just kind of boring, right? Where Juice has a bit of something to him that's yeah. more interesting. Uh, what do you have? Uh, so we got more matches out to Extreme Rules. So Edge and Finn Balor are doing an I Quit match, which I think that's fine. Like, uh, I don't think they faced off, so that's at least, like, can't complain that yep. it's a rematch. I Quit match, sure, that's fine. And Imperium versus begrudgingly calling them the Brawling Brutes <laughs> in uh, one of the Donnybrook things. Uh, basically, it's just like a no-holds-barred thing. So a six-man no-holds-barred like, tag. tornado tag as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, I would hope so. I mean, the heels could abide by the rules. If they We've want seen to. it happen before. So... Um, so the updated card for Extreme Rules would be uh, Morgan versus Rousey for the SmackDown title, uh, which is Extreme Rules. Yep. Uh, Fight Pit, Rollins in the middle. Fight Pit. Fight Pit. Um, Karrion Cross, McIntyre in a strap match. Eh. Strap match. Eh. Um, Bailey Belair in for the Raw Women's title in a ladder match, which is pretty cool. And then the two I just mentioned. Um, I'm hoping we maybe get like one more match. Yeah. I think we're sitting at six, which I think is solid, but I could use one more because I feel like you could just do a quick build to Lashley versus someone. Yeah. And then, like, because I don't know, I feel like they should have one more title match on there, and I don't see any of the bloodline coming around, you know? I think yeah. if they were going to be on the show, we would have known already. I would think so. Especially they Roman. Would, they would especially want, oh, 100%, because they would want to promote it, right? Right, so, um, and because obviously Roman's going up for facing Logan Paul. The end um, of his title run. <laughs> I think that is a perfect opportunity for a double turn. Because people want to cheer Roman now, the heel thing's been... But the head of the table doesn't work as a baby face. He could soften a little bit, I don't know. And then you need Logan Paul as not a baby face, right? So I think I mean, you just but, beat the crap out of Logan Paul, well, and obviously. he can turn heel, and Roman can stay heel, and Logan Paul can... Or he can go away, like, that's also an option I would appreciate. It would be. And speaking of going over a pay-per-view lineup, I'll maybe I'll look it up later, but the Bound for Glory that I think is two weeks away, that's not 
look super impressive to me. I heard it's so not far. Like looking the best. But um, anyways, uh, what else do I have? Dave Meltzer reported that none of the members of the elite have heard anything rec- regarding when I they saw. could return to action. Um, belief is that the situation's on hold due to potential legal action, which until they clear that up, they don't really want to commit to anything else, right? And I, I'm going to editorialize here. I feel like if there is an opportunity for Punk to sue for something, he he might, right? He, I think he would. He's just that kind of dude, in my opinion, again. So too bad. But um, I mean, it sucks the elite aren't there, but it's also opening up spots for people. Maybe you know, like, like, God forbid, Andrade get on TV and do something or Roosh or something, right? So uh, we'll see when they come back, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Andrade, um, Andrade is facing uh, 10 next week I on Rampage. Uh, mask versus career so we're unmasking 10 it looks like right i think that's been in the works for a little bit i guess like i know what he looks like i know but i don't think everybody does we're kind of so nerds right? i guess you can stay in the dark order though it doesn't really mean anything it's just like you can't wear a mask anymore because brody lee right. gave it to him it doesn't have to have a mask it's the mask brody lee gave to him well actually no it's not because he's changed his mask like twice there you go foreshadow like not keeping it um former new japan pro star carl fredericks did you say you'd seen him or not i saw the name i think this oh, is maybe good. it i've seen him wrestle a, a bunch um i kind of like him so he was seen on wednesday at the performance center in orlando Meltzer is reporting that fredericks received a private tryout no word if wwe is going to offer him a contract or not but i think he's a uh, pretty good um bit of a unique look decent size not super jacked or anything but pretty good in the ring so um, we'll see what happens with that Mm-hmm. Um. So we had uh, something interesting on Raw. Um, Candice LeRae has returned. Or yeah. I guess oh, right. Debuted on the main roster. I was going to check that WWE. out. Um, so she beat Nikki Ash. So that's or ASH, whatever. I don't care. No one um, does. So that's cool. Um, good for her. She's yeah. good. That'll help them a lot. She I is think. good. So that's that's cool. It is cool. Yeah. Um, this one in the rumor category on SmackDown, Michael Cole dropped what people are saying might be a tease for a WrestleMania 39 match. That, in my opinion, no one would care about. And I oh, guess everyone would care about it. I just don't think we would. Uh, it's dur- during the Theory McIntyre match. Cole said, No doubt Austin Theory is something, something talented, but he could use an attitude adjustment. Oh boy. No, that's, I thought that's going to be the thing that people go ballistic over and that I will not give a I know. crap about. It's, uh, exactly the same ballpark as you on that one. Do not care. But, anyways, mm-hmm. wanted a rumor. Um,. So reportedly, Hurricane Ian messed up some AEW Dynamite plans. Yes. Um, they're reportedly planning to start a program between Swerve and Lee, who shall remain nameless, and uh, the War Joe team of Wardlow and Samoa Joe, but apparently Samoa Joe and Swerve were unable to make the show. And then also Jake Hager was supposed to be involved with the jazz segment. Yeah. Uh, but he was also not available. Because Tony Khan, in what was like the move of a decent human being possible, basically said, said like it's optional. To anyone that has any sort of issue with the hurricane themselves, their family, whatever, that needs to take care of something, just do it and don't worry about coming to work, right? Yeah. Which is, I don't feel like something Vince would have done. No. Um, in fact, he would be more likely to be like, if you don't come in, right, you're, you're going to be punished. Yeah, you get or de-pushed or something. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. Yep. Uh, so I kind of read this to you, but not to the rest of the millions of listeners out there for us. Seth Rollins, in an interview with Ariel Helwani, I thought made a pretty fair point about the Bray Wyatt character. He said the Bray Wyatt character was just difficult. If you look at anybody that worked with the Bray Wyatt character for an extended period of time, they didn't come out of it better than they went in. It was difficult to have a story with him where, aside from Randy, obviously, who killed him, it was difficult for anyone. And I think that's fair, right? Like, And you added Daniel Bryan, too, ended up 
not coming out worse, but everybody else pretty much didn't get anything out of being in a feud or an angle with Bray Wyatt, right? So to me, that's something that matters. You can't just be getting yourself over. You have to somehow help other people too if you can. But I know that's your boy, so mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt. Don't yeah, care. I I do understand that, Chris. And maybe it'll. I would like to hope that it'll change with something new. Um, but we'll see, I guess. If so. The optimism has to come with he's got more control over the character. I now, do trust right? him with it because I the original f- Funhouse was awesome. I trust him more than with Vince there to edit whatever exactly. he thinks of. For sure, I feel like Triple H might still, but I also don't feel like you'd like, like I don't know. I feel like Triple H would actually make sure it's good, and if he's editing it, it would probably be smart. I think it's safe to say there's a much better chance it'll be good with Triple H to running things. It's funny because. Some of the stuff I listen to now, I think, is trying to transition from calling him Triple H to Paul Levesque, and it's just weird to hear it a lot. Um, do you have any other stories? I got two more. Um, nope, sorry, yes. one more. So uh, next, apparently, uh, Damian Priest, like, if Bad Bunny comes back, you'd like to see him wrestle and join the Judgment Day again, and like that's just stupid. But of course, because they're like they're besties. Yeah, of course they are. So that's stupid. Forgot about Bad Bunny. I. I'm happy I forgot about Bad Bunny, and then I didn't. He he does ratings for them, so they're going to keep that affiliation as much as they can. Uh, my last one, AEW President Tony Khan announced on Twitter, I guess it was yesterday now, that Roosh has officially signed with the promotion. Which is weird, because I thought he signed after his debut. But... Right, and I'm happy about that. I really like Roosh. I think he's a fantastic heel. Again, repeat, I am just worried about him finding time, right, to do some cool stuff, because um, I think he and Andrade are a sweet, partnership but they need some time to do some things anything else for you um extreme rules is expected host the real white rabbit it's not uh sure if the subject will be in attendance but it's expected like they'll do they'll, the you'll find there. out who it is but he yeah. might not be there so you'll learn it's or, bray but you won't see bray or maybe he will be there but i'm not sure nice and then last thing is uh brock Lesnar's doing his first ever private signing and the prices are interesting because it's like so it's uh, let's see. Uh, standard autographs are uh, two hundred bucks. Wow. Uh, if you want a wrestling belt or rings, ringside chair signed, uh, two forty nine. Um, premium option available, um, which is five hundred. It's it, no it's thanks. Crazy. I'll polite pass. Hard polite pass so that he doesn't beat the crap out of you. Yeah, that's the only reason <laughs> I would be polite. You're right. Um, before we leave news and rumors, right. I I just pulled up the impact, bound for glory. So here we go. Um, I'll start at the bottom. Raven enters the Impact Hall of Fame. Don't care. Mickey James versus Mia Yim on Mickey James I like one last run, so she's not losing. Don't I don't care, think. and I don't like Mia Yim. True. Call your shot gauntlet. Maybe we'll see. Uh, Digital Media Championship. Brian Myers Open Challenge. Only optimism is somebody debuts or surprise That's appearance. What I thought, yeah. Right. Um, Knockouts Tag Team Championships. Forgot they existed. VXT versus Valkyrie and Jessica. Don't care. Tag Team Championship, Honor No More versus Motor City Machine Guns. Mm, That's the only thing that looked kind of interesting to me. I don't I know, that man. might be solved. Honor No More is such a waste of time. Anyways, Jordan Grace, Masha Slamovich, interested. Bailey versus Kazarian, interested because it'll probably be really good in ring. Can't imagine Kazarian wins, but you never know. And then Alexander Eddie Edwards, which I don't really care. But it'll probably be good in ring. I just don't care. Yeah, there's not a lot of excitement I and guess. that's supposed to be what their biggest or second biggest this is i'm their pretty sure year? it is i always thought it was anniversary, but i'm pretty sure it's bound for glory right. and so i'm not super impressed but anyways all right i guess we should get into talking about uh some actual wrestling in a detailed review of this week's aew dynamite 
So Dynamite got an A plus from me last week, right? I loved it. I think you gave it the same. Yeah. So let's see how this week uh, compares. Mm. That's you. Uh, so we open with a segment back to segment opener. Segment opener, yes. Mm-hmm. Purple suited segment Purple opener. Suited, yeah. Um. So it's a Jazz's championship celebration after Jericho won the Ocho last week. All in matching purple suits. Yep, purple on purple on purple oh, carpet. The per- even colorblind me who struggles with purple specifically knew they were purple, so they must have been like maximum purple. Mm-hmm. At least I was like seventy percent sure they were purple. Yeah, lot, which is rare for me. A lot of purple. Yeah. Um. So Jeff Parker tells that AW Galaxy to appreciate them. The standard opening line. Uh, he says there's one thing they know about Philly, it's that they are the city of losers. And he says they know they aren't used to celebrating championships, but Jazz are giving them that gift tonight. Uh, Menard says he put a call into the pizza guy, Luigi Primo. He says he loves a bit of pizza and says, and, or he asks Primo what he made. He says the finest pizza from New York, which garnered some booze. And none of the fans get pizza. Um, and he says none of them get any as they uh, chant, we want pizza. And then she does the whole choke you up thing. Yes. Which you know I love that. She is just a gifted gifted mike person mike person yes yes um and she says but they do get the greatest ring of honor world champion of all time the ocho chris jericho uh jericho asks if the fans want pizza he says they can't have any but they can have the most important ring of honor champion in history being him he says it's known he is the most honorable man in AEW, and now it's official and he is the most viewed roh champion because in the past week uh more people have seen him with the title than any other and he'll make ring of honor not an afterthought and it's the era of ring of jericho i was kind of hoping he was going to say drink it in man but <laughs> nope um he says he starts tonight uh by defending against um bandito who never got his rematch and bandito will blow your mind but he is a pro wrestler and jericho says sports entertainers always win at least he put wrestlers. bandito over a little right appreciate yeah. that um he says another sports entertainers ring of honor pure champion uh garcia which is kind of ironic because pure is like the opposite but anyways yes. uh, he says he knows they've had ups and downs but he's a great champion and a great sports entertainer he says he got garcia a gift and it's like a purple bucket hat which is kind of funny right uh and jericho says that's the look of the best technical sports entertainer right there as he put it on him and uh, garcia takes the hat off and then throws it down and takes a shot at uh luigi primo like knocks him out um for like 20 minutes <laughs> yeah he's just like lying there the whole time um garcia says that is enough and says this is not what he envisioned when he started in the business and he tolerated it for a bit but he's had enough he says it thinks it's time for him to and then jericho kind of puts his hand on the mic to cut him off he says he wants garcia to think about what he's going to say and think it over because it could be the worst or best decision he's ever made uh, he says he'll ask him once and he better answer properly and he asks him if he's a sports entertainer or a pro wrestler and crowd kind of <laughs> boo and cheer accordingly and then they're chanting pro wrestler um, before Garcia can answer, uh, Brian Danielson's music hits, and he comes out um, in a shirt and ring gear. Uh, Danielson says it seems like uh, Jericho's trying to tell Garcia what he thinks he should be, and uh, he says he has a lot of respect for Garcia, and he can do whatever he wants. He can stay with Jazz if that's what he wants, or he can come with Blackpool Comic Club. He can come with uh, them. And uh, Jericho uh, tells Danielson to shut his mouth. He says he's sick of Danielson trying to poach his guy and says Garcia belongs to him and does what he tells him. And Garcia gets in Jericho's face after that and says he doesn't belong to Jericho. He doesn't have to do what he's told. And he says, uh, let's not get too serious, though. He says they're supposed to be entertaining. And so he asks like, a bunch of questions like if this would, and that would be entertaining. And I don't remember exactly. And then he asks if him and uh, Danielson uh, teaming up against Guevara and Jericho would be entertaining. 
which is what I suggested they do at All Out, but they didn't. Um, and the, so the crowd cheers that, and the Menard says um, they are sick of his crap, and obviously 2.0 have had his back for a year, even before Jazz, and he wants, and now Garcia wants to turn uh, his back on them for the piece of crap Danson, and Menard says he'll beat the crap at Danson right now. And Danson then says he was allowed to come out and have a match against anyone who wants to fight him. And since Menard just said he wanted to, he says, why not have the match right now? And so then we kind of segue into a match. Um, what did you think of this to start Dynamite? Um, so it did feel a bunch like sports entertainment. So I guess that's on brand for Jazz. But I also feel like it's like they support that gimmick occasionally, right? they lean into the sports entertainment and then they just don't address it for weeks on end. So I kind of still not a huge fan. I thought it's weird. Cause I thought like Jericho Garcia and Danielson all did pretty good job in what they were doing. And the crowd was into this. I just felt like this was long. Like I didn't dislike it. I just felt like it didn't need to be this long. I'm not sure I would have started the show with this segment either, but um, at least it's furthering stuff and setting up possible yeah. matches, right? Yeah. So from that standpoint, I'm fine. It could have been pared down and moved somewhere else. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was a long one. It definitely did feel kind of long for me. And I feel like I kind of like, my feelings changed sort of on it throughout, I feel like, because I thought it started pretty bad. Like I didn't, I was not liking it at the start because I thought everything before Jericho wasn't great. I thought 2.0 were fine, but I don't think it was anything like worthwhile. But not right? Not necessarily. Right. I know they always started, and that's fine, but I feel like it was a little extended. And then Anna J sucked really bad. Like, I would have had rather had Guevara say something or literally just cut out Anna J. And like, I get they're, just, they're trying to get her experience in little bits and bites, and that's fine. But yeah, she's not good. I don't think that needed to be here. No. Um, I thought Jericho spoke solid, though. Um, some parts were weird. Like, I feel like at the part when he was talking about Ring of Honor and how it's viewed and talking about, like, raising its profile and defending the title tonight. He kind of sounded more babyface and also less sports entertainer. Yeah. And then I feel like he kind of had to backtrack on that bit, kind of like uh, pivoted and I think kind of recovered that. But I thought that part was a little odd. And I do like that he put over Bandito a little bit, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the whole part with Garcia was easily the best part of this. Yeah, and like he's you good. said, moving things along. Uh, the happy was kind of amusing. Then Garcia's little rant I thought was very good. He delivered it really well. And finally, like, kind of affirming that he is right. intending to get out of this faction, which I think is good because, like, I know we've been leaning towards that direction, and I think they've been, done a good job of like kind of keeping him in both camps. I agree. Um, so to kind of have him finally kind of lean towards the side, I think uh, was well done here. And Jericho trying to force him back to his role was good. I thought Danson, um, when he came out, I thought he spoke well. His thing was good, but it kind of felt like a retread of the beginning of this feud, mm-hmm. the Danson Jericho feud, because he was like saying like Garcia can be whatever he wants to be. Like, yeah. whatever, like I feel like he kind of said that already, but it was alright. Just felt like I had seen it before. Um, did kind of have a new element to it though, like I said, because now Garcia is kind of more into it, like more against Jericho now. Like he's kind of like I said, taking a stance, and um, he even outright suggested teaming with Danielson, which I think right they said is next week. Unless I think he now. turns on Danielson, Ooh, that'd be just too much. Just for me. That, I I hope they don't, and I figure we'll get that soon down the line, and it's confirmed for next week, which I think is the anniversary show, like however many years, week three before years. we go. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, we're there in two weeks buddy nice yeah um the end was all right with dancing uh versus menard that should be fine uh that should be a fine match um long so i think it definitely has ups and downs but i think majority it was good so I, i'd say it was good yeah I, I liked it a decent amount and i'm i'm because we a weren't high on garcia early on and b i think we were least high on his speaking right yeah like he sounded now i really liked and, it yeah i think yeah. he's doing a good at job. least this accomplished something because i feel like if we didn't get the storyline development with garcia and it was still this long i probably would have been more negative on it but at least we got some good development right. out of it i agree 
Um, and so we moved like right into Brian Danielson versus Matt Menard, and Menard's still wearing the purple pants, so not like not ring attire at all. No. Um, so that's that was kind of funny. Um, some notables there's corner shoulder blocks and then mounted punches by Menard, but Danielson turns it around and um, chops and kicks Menard in the corner as he does. Uh, Menard hits Danielson with chops to little effect, and then Danielson unleashes some more chops back him in the corner, then the repeated chest kicks, um, some corner drop kicks by Danielson, like a few of them. And then while Menard is distracting the ref in the ring, Parker hits Danielson with the DT on the outside, then rolls Danielson back in. Menard hits Danielson with the powerbomb for two. Um, then Claudio comes out and runs to uppercut Parker and then carries him out because he's a big, strong boy. <laughs> he is. Uh, and then the finish comes and Danielson hits the Psycho Nita. Menard locks into the bell lock for a quick tap out and Danielson gets the win. Um, and I thought it was okay because I thought it was, it was thought it was far from the the best opener, but it was an already match. Like it was, it was perfect, perfectly inoffensive. Like yeah, I, it, I, it was what I expected it to be. I guess like it wasn't a lot, but I don't I don't think it was back to it was what I expected it to be. And I'm kind of surprised it was left on its own uh, with nothing after. But I guess it kind of had, had like a big prelude. Yeah, and <clears throat> one of my notes I got some commentary notes this week, which is rare for me. Is Regal's like almost doing this gimmick where he like flirts with Excalibur when he shows up? He called him like a Rice Krispie treat this week that could snack, snap, crackle, and pop Regal anytime. So I don't know, like this is their cute little, I don't know what they're doing. But yeah, I thought this was solid. Um, Danielson gets back in the win column, right? Which they kind of need to do despite, uh, and he has to overcome like the Jash shenanigans along the way. So it got a little more time than I expected because it's just Matt Menard, but. Um, and his role is not to be an in-ring general. Not that he's bad, but yeah, I mean, for an opening, I guess technically the first match of the show, not super strong, but it, I think it was just give Danielson a win, basically. Yeah. And beat Jazz. Yeah, I think. Gatekeeping, sort solid of. Solid for that purpose, I guess. Yep. Uh, next, we get a quick uh, Mox, Juice Robinson package. Um, so I was talking heads about Mox being three-time champion, how he's interim in the summer. Now he stands on as world champion. Um, and he's going to be like, he's basically unbeatable right now. And then uh, Juice Robinson gets a bit to speak, like himself speaks. Uh, he says, last time he was in the ring with Mox, he walked away victorious. It looked like that four away for the U.S. house. I don't even know if he actually beat Mox. He might have, but I don't, I don't know. Well, he chose the words walked away victorious. So that doesn't necessarily mean like I beat you. Yeah, but then that kind of makes the whole point of him being here kind of null. I guess. They're just, that's a loose affiliation. Yes. Um, and if he wins tonight, he has a chance to beat Mox with the AEW title in D.C., which is how this works. That is how, how that works. works. That is how it works. Thank you for explaining that. Yeah. Um, so it was a solid segment. I thought I actually Juice spoke pretty well here. He was kind of cool. Um, it was a little bit, but I liked him more uh, as a heel because I saw a bit of him in Impact, which it's not exactly a shocking thing to say in pro wrestling. Yeah. I, He's yeah, better I, as a heel. Exactly. It's a very common refrain from both of us, I think. Yeah, I thought like Juice sounded good. It makes sense to talk about their history for fans that might not be aware and i always appreciate it even if i am aware almost all the time so i think i have an example this week or where i was like i didn't need it oh it was the uh, luchasaurus jungle boy stuff later when they recapped that i was like i don't really need it because i yeah. actually remember it but anyways it's um, like so an, uh, an ongoing thing for us so, so yeah i thought this was this segment was fine for yep. sure and they did have history like i think when mox first went to japan he kicked robinson's ass for the u.s title yeah that could back be when he was not rock hard. Right. He was a pebble. Uh, next we get an MJF package. It was just recapping last week's segment with Yuta, so I thought that was fine. Like, I just said it was solid. Nothing. Yeah, I didn't even make here. a note of it. Uh, and so Yuta's making his way to the ring after. Um, he's got a nice hoodie that you pointed out. It's kind of like a, a very, like, subtle camo. Like kinda, black on black almost camo? Kind of. Like a black on, like, a really, like, dark gray charcoal. or something. Charcoal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
and then cool. the black Wakamaku logo. And then I I also like this ring gear on. Like it was like green and white tights, and I thought it looked really nice. So I thought I thought he had a nice look going. Yeah, he did. Um, so he shows them Jeff's name, says they have a problem, and it's not about the army of lack. He said, it's that um he had the audacity to put his hands on Tony Schiavone. He thinks actions should have consequences. What better punishment than to fight Yuta in his home city? Where are they again? Don't tell me. Um, Philly. Correct. That's what it is. Um, he tells the fans not to get too excited because they all know MJF likes to run and hide. He hid by the inner circle, which I kind of forgot he was in the inner circle. Really? Yeah, him and Wardle. That's what's up, the whole pinnacle thing. I know. I remember. Oh, you remember? I remember. Okay. I kind of just forgot. surprised that I do remember, but it's just like kind of like one of those something. things I pushed back and, you know. <laughs> repressed. Yeah, repressed. <laughs> and then uh, the pinnacle. Oh, yeah, there's the whole dinner debonair. Right. <laughs> um, and then now his new group of firm whatever thing um group quote unquote when he when it's convenient mm-hmm. at least they they used more guys this time like it was different it wasn't morrissey again right um and he hides behind the mic because mj knows he can't hang in the ring with yuda i mean i'd argue differently but sure uh yuda mocks an mjf promo and he tells mjf to come out and take the asking he deserves and mjf comes out not to take the asking he deserves but <laughs> no uh he comes not out. yet he says to give it up for the U- for Yuta, the hometown boy from Philly, the place you go if you can't afford to live in New York, which I thought was, that was kind of funny. He says, speaking of embarrassing, this high Shivani asks how he's feeling after his tumble and calls him a fat old coot. <laughs> which is <laughs> such a cheap way to get heat, but it's funny. It was, uh, I it can't funny. help it. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, he says Yuta isn't a coward and is one of the best in the world today, but he made a mistake going toe-to-toe with MJF on the mic, which I, I'd normally say is a mistake. Took a minute to put over Yuta's ability. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Heels. Appreciate well that. Uh, he says, uh, Yuta said MJF doesn't care about AW, but here Yuta is taking away, um, t- taking time away from AW's biggest draw, and even worse, he's doing it on the mic, which I thought that was a pretty nice jab. Um, he makes fun of the Phillies more and says he doesn't care because, um, Yuta made fun of him for just getting cheap sports heat, and he says he doesn't care because he makes more than any of them at age 26, which it's crazy. He's still like, I know. it feels yeah. like he's been around forever and he's yeah. still like 26. They're three years in and he was 23 when they started. So yeah. that math checks out. It's crazy. Yeah. He's young, man. He's yeah. got like, well, by wrestling standards, like 40 years left, yeah. right? He's still got a lot of time left. That's crazy. Speaking of which, apparently Ric Flair said he'll never be retired. So I'm nervous. Yeah. I saw like he already oh wants to come back and get him. Like, you could have like at least just had like one match and say it's your last match and not build the entire show after your last match because yes. then it makes you look really stupid. Correct. Because I think he'll look stupid normal, but now you just look like a real And it's real not idiot. like there's people going, he looked so good, he could do another match. Like, it I don't like, think you were the only one like afraid of it. You barely know? survived it. Yeah. it. Yeah. Like everyone said, like, he looked real bad. Like, it did. Oh, man. Sorry, it, I, I took us on a digression. Yuta <laughs> um, says he doesn't care about his money or his jersey. If MJF won't fight him in the ring, he'll leave him in a pool of blood on Broad Street. That is a threat. I should report a hate crime to the Wired DSP website. Premeditated. Mm-hmm. Um, he says uh, bad things happen in Philly, and tonight will be no exception. Wasn't Extreme Rules in Philly last year? Because that was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I think he's just trying to say it's like a tough, because they're known for being like a tough, gritty kind of town ECW like one of their things is they uh they boo santa claus in philadelphia because i think he was at like an eagles game or something and got booed so that's like the standard this was is december what to like. dismember in philly because that was bad i don't remember we reviewed that right we did <laughs> i believe so that's a good idea by me um you go so to the ring up to the ramp heading for mjf but the guns walk out as a block i would just keep walking since the guns what are they gonna do shoot me no they don't have guns no literally 
Um, MJF says he doesn't do brawls, but if he wants to wrestle, he'll do it. And the crowd's like, yay, but he says he'll do it next week in D.C., and not Philly. And MJF signs off saying Philly doesn't deserve his catchphrase. He tells the guns to do it and leave. Austin Gunn says MJF is better than you, and you know it. And you know it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, long segment, right? Another one which seems to be kind of what's going on on this show this week. We're going to get three lengthy segments. I thought pretty good babyface energy from Yuta, who also seems to be improving on the mic. I don't think he's, like, amazing, but definitely um, getting better for sure. I liked him wanting to, like, skip all the talking and get to the fighting, right? Because he kind of knows he can't out-talk MJF, so let's just fight. Um, His intensity as he interrupted MJF I thought was really good. And again, MJF found a way to put Yuta over as a wrestler, even because he's not a complete burial, right? Like, it's still like, I'm going to crush you on the mic. You are a talented wrestler, et cetera, et cetera. MJF was great. He always is. And I think Yuta's been elevated to the point where even though he's, he's never going to beat MJF, at least he feels now like he belongs in this segment, right? So I think that's a sign that they've done a pretty decent job of building Yuta over the last few several months, I guess. Um I probably preferred this to the opening jazz segment, but as I check this sort of time, that's 45 minutes of this show with only the Menard-Danielson match, right? So that's not my favorite ratio for sure. But mm-hmm. anyways, I thought this was, again, maybe could have been shorter, but it accomplished something and I, I was entertained for the most part. Yeah, I thought it was actually pretty good. I think it was one of Yuta's best promos in AEW for sure, if not his best, because mm-hmm. I think he actually did a really good job. I Usually agree. I think he sounds kind of awkward. Yes. But um, I thought he sounded more natural here. <laughs> He sounded more like into it, and I think that helped a lot. Um, like I said, like the ring gear, it was cool. The hoodie was cool too. Like once I get paid, <laughs> if that's if the kind you of get paid. if I get paid, <laughs> that's the kind of thing I get. Because now I can start ordering stuff more. Well, lucky Yay! You. Save your money, son. Save your never. Money. Uh, MJ did a customer like a promo, and um, I thought they had a better back and forth than last week. I think like I think last week was good, but I think this uh did a lot better. Um, and I think it'll be a good uh, match next week. A uh, good segment there. And next, we get a random lethal package, and also Darby. Oh my god, I'm um, starting to fatigue on this because it's just the same thing, different person, right? Yeah. Uh, Duck congratulates Darby on his win last week. He won't get a win against uh, Lethal next week. Who did Darby? F- oh, never mind. Got it. Um, House of Black. Yeah. Uh, Darby says he needs to remember what he is made of, and next week he says no Saturn, no Sanjay, just him versus Lethal, which actually could be cool. Um, Lethal agrees to those terms. His dad is confused. Um, it was a solid package. It wasn't really it's much just the to know. Same thing. Yeah, it was more of the same, but um, could be a solid match. And yet's the thing. Like we uh, we've talked about. Like I kind of like the niche Lethal's in. Right. Like really, really quick build to a good match where he'll lose probably. But like, can they not find another way to do it? Right. Short little backstage segment. Dut talks. We get a match. Lethal use it, loses. We move on. So it's like, kind of give Darby a quick match here and then set it up on the back of that. Because at least that would be another match. Yeah, it's kind of repetitive, but I mean, it's not offensive as you would say. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, next we get John Moxley versus Rock Hard Juice Robinson of the Bullet Club and definitely of New Japan Pro Wrestling, of which he's totally contracted to at this still, moment. Still, yeah, still billing him as that, and then later on in the match saying that he's a free agent, right? I guess I. He was there last, yeah, but I don't know if that logic really Maybe matters. you're just Bullet Club for life, okay? Whether you're with the company <laughs> or not. That's the motto. Right? So That's there you how go. the theme song starts. So. There you go. Uh, this AW World Championship Eliminator, um, which, I mean, it's, it's all right. I, some people get tired of this, but I don't mind it because it's at least like you, the challengers rarely ever win, but at least it's like some sort of story to the match, which I don't mind. 
um yeah sometimes they're good like um Takeshita mox was awesome yes um back in the day omega sidal i remember really liking that yes you remember it's like that that was really good so i think they they tend to produce some good matches just like i don't i don't i personally kind of like it i don't mind it i think they should sort of lean into saying it's a it's one of their unique ways to get like kind of almost possibly a surprise opponent right because if you're relying on your rankings and stuff you're kind of limited but this could be their fun unique way of like giving some randoms a strong word but you know what i mean like maybe Takeshita did right so it's it's we also not only can you like work your way up the rankings but you can also like maybe get one of these rant it's like having a golden ticket right you just randomly golden get ticket one battle royal. <laughs> and then you sort of if you win that you get a shot so right. i i i think like they could explain it that way and push it that way a little bit better yeah. and it would i hate the name of it but the idea is fine. I, I like it. It sounds cool, but it doesn't make totally sense. make sense. No. But it's okay. Um, Unless you're saying, I guess you could argue that the champion is trying to eliminate that person as a competition. Yeah. As a, I guess, yeah, I, I, I think know. you could but put anyways. it like that. I mean, I don't know how, like, because, because, um, like, uh, you can't kill them. Right. You're not eliminating. You're earning a chance. I don't understand. But anyways, it's fine. World team chip earner? I don't know. Golden ticket matches. Golden ticket. Or something. Yeah. That's weird. You're weird. You're weird. Um, so notables uh, Juice jumps Mox before the match. He's got some cool logos on his jeans, which is kinda neat. Mm-hmm. Um Mox sends Juice into the barricade and then hits a suplex on the outside. Sorry, can I pause you? Uh just before we get too far. The attack more well, I was tuned into commentary this week. It's really weird. Because when you said Juice attacks Mox right during his entrance. And I like what Regal does because even though Mox is his guy, he's still like, yep, that's a smart strategy by Juice, right? Like, I. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. And I love that. It's I like, like that he always has that. And you've seen, like, remember you saying about Garcia, like, he actually doesn't want him in because he's like quality competition right. for Blackpool. So it's like, yeah, I understand why he would do this instead of, you know, this, the normal sort of, I don't know what, I don't, don't want to say do heal because they're not heals, but like. Or yeah. like you gotta defend your guy one hundred. Yeah, no, he's like, nope. It makes sense because Mox is so tough. You better do stuff like that. So yeah. I really like Regal taking that route. Mm-hmm. Um, there's jabs by Juice, but before the last uh shot, um, Box, as I wrote, <laughs> hits a body kick, uh, a kick like a kick to the gut, and then an uppercut. But then uh, Juice bites Mox, and it's funny because like before he was going for that last shot, he like shouts Moxley or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he did a couple <laughs> in ring shouting things that you and I both found pretty entertaining. Yeah, I chuckled both times. Yeah um juice runs to the corner uh like so he's like mox is in a corner so he runs to the opposite corner then runs back to hit something but mox clobbers him with a lariat um later on a cannonball against the barricade by juice which looked pretty cool it did look good uh later on a suicide dive from mox a couple close on stalemates and then that was when um uh juice show was shouting again yeah and then uh, mox had cut it for two mox it's a uh, crowd count punches but juice rakes the eye and then hits a falling power bomb for two which is cool you don't you don't always see those yeah it was cool um, they used to be Kane's finisher for a bit, actually. Oh, right. And like a bit in Azure, which yeah. is weird. I don't know why I remember that, but, um, Juice hits a Pulp Friction, which is a kill switch for two, but he does it a little better. He kind of like... did look better. He it, leans back. I think Mox kind of took it cool, too. It like, looks it just like looked... his, when he leans back, like his upper back sort of forces the other guy's head down even further, right? Which right. I thought it looked cool. Yeah, it looked nice. Um, and then the finish comes and Juice goes for his finisher, which is something like, it's kind of like a... A UFO spin into a KOD, mm-hmm, which is um, cool. Yeah, but so 
he goes further than when he sits down to like hit the face buster part. Uh, Mox kind of flips out, so he lands on his feet and hits a basement knee to Juice for a two count. Then the, uh, goes right into the wrist capture stomps and then submits Juice almost instantly with an arm bar, which is interesting. Sorry, Juju Katami. And he tapped immediately, yeah. which I like, right? That's more realistic. You're mm-hmm. not going to fight that for 90 seconds no. before you tap, That's right? one of the submissions you probably wouldn't fight. Right. Um, Hangman's music hits, and I was just like, I actually just went like, yay. Because <laughs> I kind of just forgot that. That's one of my I criticisms saw. is we, for, like... Yeah, I forgot that he. But I also for, I saw that he this they had a stare down, and I forgot that it happened. Right. Um. So the mocks him and kind of stare off, and then uh, they're about to throw down, and then MJF uh says from the skybox that they're fighting to lose, and he might cash in Cincinnati, which I don't know what that means because that's not how it works. And Tony Khan's literally said this that it's not money. In it's the bank. not a cash in. Right. So you can't just wait till the guy's been beaten up for 20 minutes yeah, and run can't. down and make a match. Unless like I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I saw a thing that Tony Khan said like. And I don't think it should be because it wasn't like when Hangman won it right. to face Omega, when Brian Cage won it, the first one, like it's never been that. And were they heels? Because they would have done that, right? Normal, Cage was. Right. So normally the heels are all about and Hangman opportunity. Did. Yeah. Like, or like even Babyface has done it. Like, yeah. So like, I don't, they, that's just not how it's been. So I don't know why, like they're kind of using that turn of phrase even because like you got to know if that's misleading. If that's, if they're not doing that and right. they are doing that, then that's inconsistent. Yes. That's weird. Either way. Um, yeah. Uh, so Yuta comes in from behind and attacks him, Jeff, from the sky- in the skybox until security separate them. That was a cool image, actually. I thought that attack yeah, I thought it was, was well Um, I think Juice is an entertaining performer, right? He's really experienced at this point. Good charisma, good facial expressions. Uh, I'm not sure, again, the roster needs more talent, but I like, I like Juice Robinson. Um, I haven't seen him that much in a while, so I'm not sure if like the brawling style is normal for him or if this was more... The matchup with Mox that brought this out, but um, I like the immediate tap to the armbar. I thought this was overall entertaining. Like I don't think it was fantastic, and there's probably another level these two could get to in the right situation. But a nice introduction of Juice to the AEW crowd, right? Um, and I look forward to the Mox Page match. But to criticize Slately, I don't feel like Hangman has gotten much exposure lately. Partly because he was gone, um, due to what whatever, or he's been missing a little bit, right? So. And, and I liked Yuta attacking from behind. I thought that moment looked good. The crowd liked that. It was kind of a payoff to the longer segment earlier. So, um, yeah, a solid match and a nice debut for Juice, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good TV match. Like, I agree that I think there's a gear they could step up into, yeah. but it was uh, just a TV match. So I think, it, I think it was a really good one. Um, it was solid stuff. I thought it was a good win for Mox. I thought Juice had a good showing here, um, a good debut for him. Uh, between the match and the promo, I'm a, li- I'm a little bit of a fan. I thought he'd, like... Um, if you're looking to impress people, I thought he did a good job because that's that should be your goal here. Like impress obviously people in the back and like make a good impression on the fans. I think he did a solid job in that. Um, he's quite entertaining. Made me chuckle whenever he was like shouting in the match. Um, I think he was shouting Moxley, and then he would go for something, and then that was that would be like when Mox would kind of counter. So he kind of like just telegraphing himself, but it it was amusing. And I thought like some of the stuff he did in the ring was actually pretty good too. And uh, with him being a free agent, I wouldn't complain if they that he got taken in because I, I do agree like they have a big roster but he's good so i'm not gonna complain if they take him nope um the quick stare down but with mox name is simple cool it it, it is kind of tricky because hangman's kind of been like since the trios match bit been a bit of an afterthought but i don't mind building him. they can build him back up they've got a oh, few of weeks yes and um, hopefully we see him in toronto um, yes please I, but i'm still very happy about hangman versus mox i think that's awesome I'm very excited for that, and CM Punk can suck my nuts. <laughs> Easy. And um, the MJF feud of it was uh, solid, too. Yeah. 
Uh, then next we got Jericho Bandito package. Um, so Shafani says um, Jericho's first defense will be challenge- challenging um, against Bandito. And he is one of the best luchadors in the world, former Ring of Honor champion. He was champion before Gresham, but also champion in like parallel to Gresham. And then they had the unified thing. It was weird because like, he had the title after Roosh. Right. And then he was then Gresham just randomly won the retro title. Mm-hmm. And then they had the unification, which is weird. I don't know why. I, I don't remember. remember how that happened. I think I was Bandito was like unavailable. Point. I but think like, it was. But, like, I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. It was, like, interim, but not Man, interim. speaking of Gresham, haven't heard his name in any context. Since? Since he left. July 23rd. Right. Wait, he joined the Tully people. I, oh, wait, no, I guess he's done with. He he uh, he was in there briefly and then gone. Lost that match. And or was Prince, out. whatever his name is. Wasn't happy with the his booking against Claudio. I thought it was before that. That, was, too, I yeah. think. Wait, what was the guy's name again? Prince something. Who took uh, over Prince Nana. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard anything about that group either, right? Yeah, Brian Weird. Cage. Who better than Cage? Interesting. A lot of people. And the who else? The um, tag team with? Gates of Agony. Conan. Oh, I thought it was... Tola Noah. Oh, why did I think it was... Um... Shane Taylor. No. Oh, my God. The tag team, the something busters. Trustbusters. Oh my god, you thought it was Trustbusters? I forgot. I for- they haven't been around either. I I know, I don't like them, so that's good. <laughs> I don't know why I kind of do. I think they're on Rampage. I get but... why people wouldn't like them, but there's something that I did like, but anyways. I don't care. Well, I think Davari is the best out of that, and I think he could be decent, but I don't give a crap about Sunny Kiss, never have. I um, I don't like Parker Boudreaux. I think he sucks, and Slim J is to be the lamest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Honestly, I have an issue with everyone except Davari. Yeah. Um, there were some other documents I didn't catch, but I thought I saw like more putting over Bandito, which is good. Got to build him up for that, and I hope he does sign. I think that'd be a great addition to the cart to the roster. Yes. Uh, not bad to have some more lucha action in AEW because I don't think there's somehow a lucha powerhouse though. Yeah. Like not a exactly. Big guy. He's also unique, right? Yeah, so he you is. Got it. You gotta have that. Oh, I like to see him versus Hangman because they're a lot very similar. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Fresh matchups, right? I love it. So there's a lots of opportunity there the new guys coming in just not a lot of time unfortunately yeah they need like rampage just needs to be more, leg- more legit so it is like a second and a show new time it. slot new time slot honestly like i don't know you could have put it head to head with smackdown personally i would rather watch it i don't know how like that'll help or like honestly like do a saturday show in the normal time slot i don't or know friday but not that late that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, but like you could, you'd have to go head to SmackDown probably would. at least a bit. Yeah. On or like Thursday, I, it would be the day after Dynamite, so it might be tricky. But like, I know it's just not a good time slot right now know, for tricky. most people. No. I think. And like I don't know, I, I kind of like the two and a half hour rampage, but like also one hour is good. So I don't. Like you could keep it one hour, but just like I don't. Know, it needs to be more legit. Go ninety minutes. That's my perfect sweet spot that they'll never they go for. They can't do it. I know. Which cause I agree. I think that would be kind of cool. That's the perfect length, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, next we have uh, Soraya speaking. Soraya, 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 Soraya. They finally figure out her name. Soraya. I thought it was Soraya, but then um, Excalibur screwed up and said Soraya, and then I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then they said it was Soraya, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I was right. And then she says it is when she gets yeah. on commentary later. It's like, it's the joke now. She said she is back. And she'll be the revolution because she is the revolution and she'll create change. 
Mm-hmm. And I was confused because Stephanie McMahon is not an AW, so. That you know of. That's true. Well, women's Revolution. Well, okay, so <laughs> Stephanie McMahon's everywhere then because. She's Obviously, in all of wherever us. the women's revolution is. Stephanie McMahon is a part of all of us. Because okay? we are the authority. We all are. Remember that? We are oh, all. Oh, yes. You, WWE Universe, you are all Corbin. the authority for two weeks. And then yeah. it's right back to normal. Yeah. Uh, she says to bring out the women. Um, Tony Storm comes out with also Madison Rain. I think, you know, Willow, last name. So I was expecting, like, Blue. the entire women's locker room to come out and then, like, five women. Because so, she's like, come five on Five women out. for, like, each side. It was interesting. Yeah. And Soraya says they'll make change. Um, she introduces Storm, so she's finally being utilized for her potential. And what did she say about her? She was, like, the best champion in AEW or something? Yes. No. Okay, Not true. sure. But I thought it was funny because you're going to bring out all these women and give them time, but you only, like, mentioned Tony Storm and nobody else. I guess she kind of got cut off. She did, but it's just yeah. interesting. I would say Mox is a better champion than her, and he's been champion for a week. And I literally didn't know who one of the people was, right? You said it was Madison Rain. I'm like, he's got the long blonde hair. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> it's she was supposed to be and I'm the one that watches Impact. <laughs> That's true. Maybe Josh, I, maybe Josh Matthews is going to follow and do commentary, and then I quit watching because he is the worst. I, I knew it was Madison Rain. I did not. Um, Britt Baker interrupts, flanked by her usual crew, and then also Penelope Forum with some weird eye makeup. She, yeah, Penelope Forum just stapled on to Britt Baker's group there with she, her. Yeah, she had weird eye makeup, she so did. maybe she's conforming to the Kip Sabian gimmick. Looked like she had like black bags under her eyes or i don't know but anyways maybe keep saying beat her no don't say hey that's not nice i don't know no joking maybe it's a gimmick no because he beat the guy that he put in the the cardboard box and he tricked pack true you know oh mother's here or home um she says it's another shiny new toy and until soraya i did not just do that uh soraya earned some respect here she is just a catchphrase unlike baker who can back it up uh she says she's the face of the division and she put her blood, sweat, and tears in AEW, and she put her neck on the line. And unlike Soraya, hers is strong enough to handle it. Boom. Roasted. Uh, Baker says she doesn't like Storm, uh, but she respects her, but she couldn't keep herself from the problematic people in wrestling. And last week they knew she had the title won, so they went and broke her nose. Um, Baker says Storm has a tough challenge against Deeb tonight. The crowd chant for Jamie Hayter again. Baker brings out Deeb. And Soraya says she knows they cheat, so she talked to the con. To make this a lumberjack match for the title. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, was that it? I forgot. What are you looking at? Um, your mom is texting me about pool closing stuff. Oh, okay. I thought you had food. No, no food. Uh uh-huh. Sorry, did you finish? I was distracted. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, to be honest, I don't personally care about Soraya, and I'm honestly a little bit surprised and unsure of why so many people do. Like, I, I feel like there's this. Collect- That's just the thing people do. Right. Collective memory of her being like she was a fine performer. She was and her to be career. Fair, it's like, I feel like it's one of those things like maybe like Natalia or more so, but it's like because she was good and she was like still when she came in, it was still kind of the Divas era. She was a lot so, better than the Divas, but not as good as what we're getting now, day, in my yeah. opinion. Right. Of the I feel like she would be like kind of like serviceable in. I think she's better than serviceable, and I think she's she is very useful on the microphone. But like again, and maybe it's just that syndrome, like you're saying, she shows up, people get excited. I don't and know. And she it'll did last. like kind of have the Daniel Bryan situation, obviously not to like 
the degree of like a Stan O'Brien, but she did have that kind of situation. Yeah. Right before the first women's rumble. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that being said, right, if she's going to be an advocate for the women's roster and actually affect change that we've been kind of calling for, then I'm all for it. Um, she speaks really well here. I thought she sounded comfortable. <laughs> and my note says her WWE was showing a bit when she said, your name rhymes with crap or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I, and you even said that too. Like that sounded WWE. Ooh, burn. What I did like was made me happy was Britt Baker's edge was back this week. Right. And she felt more important than she has lately. Yeah. That's a good thing. So at the end of the day, this segment gets attention on a lot of the women's division, despite only two of them being sort of addressed by name in Storm and Baker. Um, it did get a lot of time. Again, Indeed another another chunky segment, mostly entertaining um, to nitpick. And it carried into the match coming up. The commentary was really hitting the she's going to change the division a lot. Very, it was, yeah, it was like a really weird segment, I thought. like not yeah. Not like even in a bad way, just like it was really weird. Yeah. It, was, it was different um i don't think it was bad or overly amazing it just kind of confused me a lot um i thought Soraya was pretty good like she speaks well um before all the other nonsense it was all right um once the other people got in the mix it confused me because it was kind of like i'm uh, bringing out all these faces and heels which kind of weird and also that is not the whole division I, no I that's what i was expecting like 20 women to like cargill <laughs> right nyla rose right sheeta right. you even mentioned sheeta like yeah Sheeta, like come on because i thought oh great she's gonna get attention on everyone and it was like willow and sky blue like like even for anyways. lumberjack's throat Sheeta and rose that's boom one more heel one more face right like, so yeah i, I mean we'll see where it goes i think rose is facing cargill soon it definitely felt like she's gonna be in like an authority-ish role rather than a wrestling role right so maybe she's taken over the women's division i don't know but anyways we'll see because it's her house. Aye, aye, aye. It is. Nope, Swerve's house. Um, so, I don't know, it's kind of weird, like, having, like, the whole roster here. Like, just, like, the group there, because it was kind of odd. Um, But it was it was okay, because, like, I, I don't think it was a bad segment. I thought it was solid, and women have gone, like, a decent length segment in, in a decent while. Right. So, I think that, that would make that a change. Um, So, maybe this is a start. I'm not sure. Maybe it is I agree. the start of things I'm to trying come to be optimistic. Her. Um, And the Lumberjack match is interesting. At least AJ hasn't done before, or at least... They haven't done it for the women before. I don't think they've done it, period. Actually, no, they did. Cassidy and someone. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Me either. I think it was at one of the TV specials last year. I think it was Cassidy was challenging whoever was TNT champion, I think. Anyways, I'm pretty sure they've done it before. I don't think they've done it for the women or for either. the title. So I think that's fine. It's still like something different, at least. Um, it was an odd segment, for sure. Not even just a bad way. Like, um, Just kind of odd. So, I mean, we'll see what comes of it. I do hope she does bring some change because that is something they actually do need to do. Right. So if that is the case with her, then I think um, that's good. I don't really care for her too much, but like I said, if she does bring about some change, yeah. then I think I have time for that. If her role is to elevate the div- division and she's successful, then let's go. And if she wrestles, then that's, I'm okay with that too. Yeah, me too. Fine. she's not bad. Yep. And if she doesn't wrestle, then that's fine. She can do what she's doing here. And this was, this sorry, it was interesting to say the least. Yep. Um, so we roll right into Tony Storm versus Serena D for the AW Interim Women's World Championship, and um, th- which has been turned into the Lumberjack match. And I just remember that Thunder Rosa is still a champion. Mm-hmm. Literally didn't occur to me until now. So I don't know. I just forgot. But I mean, I guess that's the whole point. Cause she's like out or whatever, but it's just like... Quick, who's the ROH Women's Champion? Martinez. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that the one week, right? Mm-hmm. Just like... 
how much disappeared. Like what a prestigious title. Joe is on TV with the title. The Ring of Honor World Title is getting decent presentation. Like tag titles are on FTR. Sure, they haven't defended them since the pay per view, but at least they're like visible. Mm -hmm. I literally like where have the where's the women's title gone? Not even mentioned. Not even mentioned ever. Where where was Martinez on this? She could have been here. Yep. Like I understand maybe Cargill's doing other stuff and you don't want to have her involved. Like what's Martinez done? What has she done? I don't know. She could have walked in as a tweener, right? That would have been kind of cool between the faces and the heels and been like, I yeah. have a championship too and I'm ready to fight, yeah. right? Like, that would have honestly, been cool. anything. Or like, yeah. do a title for title thing. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, something for her. Honestly, like, she, she's kind of cool. So It almost feels like Khan thought there was something imminent for ROH, whether it's like TV time or internet time or something I thought, that I think never I saw... panned out. I think I saw that he had no plan when he bought ROH. Oh, really? ROH. Sure looks that way. That yeah, looked, no offense, but like, that look, that's it does what it looks look like. that way. Um, yeah, so I don't know if that's weird. And then the six-man tag titles are also not visible, but I don't think that really matters. Even they got more visibility because they were on the last show. Yeah. What's the women's title? On the, no, the women's title was too. Never mind. I'm dumb. Uh, anywho. <laughs> um, corner chops by Deeb. Uh, Larry Deeb counters an avalanche back six into a crossbody for two. A uh, deep sensor on the outside of the heel lumberjacks attack until the faces can even the odds. Cut to commercial. Um, Serenity lock by Deeb, um, but Storm eventually gets a rope break. Um, Storm hits a diving crossbody, but uh, Deeb rolls through and locks in a half crab. Uh, but Storm gets out and hits a corner hip attack shortly after, which that was a nice one. Always looks good. Storm zero for an UFO, which also looks nice. Looks awesome. Something about a stump pile driver just like cooler than it's a, so sudden right yeah exactly yes like normal pile driver is good but sometimes just the stunt pile driver is just cooler i think um, so and then finish comes in storm retains that with an avalanche pile driver also cool was pretty cool it was um so commentary stuff you might have missed i don't All know right, why so go. much this week so soraya's on commentary confirms the pronunciation of her name fine and then politely kind of chastises Taz. I, I, I thought she did it for Excalibur because he was the one who messed it up. No, Taz is the one that called them Lumber Jills, right? And saying, oh. I'm going to be PC, like politically correct. And she's like, actually, politic- like, politically correct would be to not gender them and just call them Lumberjacks, right? The same way we've gotten away from waiter and waitress is a server, right? And like masseuse and masseur like you don't need to gender stuff anymore i didn't know there's a difference with masseuses i knew the waiter thing and then so like it was funny because taz didn't really know what to say and he's just like i'm gonna leave now or something right because he thought like well i gotta be pc so call him lumberjills and she was politely like actually taz like the right thing to do would be just to call one thing for both right and then so something else i picked up on i thought was after that sort of interaction tony more than once seemed like he was afraid to call them anything but athletes like he didn't want to say women or anything else he just kept referring to them as athletes almost like i don't want soraya to like slap me back too right so i thought that was kind of interesting and i liked soraya pointing it out and it wasn't rude she still kept like a baby face persona but like actually taz like you're doing the opposite of pc right here so anyways i like that's interesting i like the match um I'm not a huge fan of Deeb losing in what felt like a kind of a throwaway placeholder defense for Storm because I think Deeb deserves like a title shot that's built to and at a pay-per-view and that she and wins. And a win, yes. Right? Um, but yeah, I thought the match was good. And Tony Storm is 
definitely um, a lot better in AEW than she has been. Oh, yeah, because I hated her in WWE. Like, yes. for the entire time in WWE, I hated her. And now she has some matches I like. She's yep. got a move set that's kind of cool. Yep. So, yeah, she's a lot yep. better. I think in ideal, I think Tony Storm's doing good, though. Um, but in an ideal world, I think Deeb would be the interim champion and kind of prove herself like Mox did this I summer. I think Mox, I like, Deeb. well, Mox already had a great run. Like, his first title run, I think, was a really great one. Yeah. But um, I think, like, can, he kind of, like, proved himself again in the summer. So I feel like in an ideal world, we'd get that kind of thing for Deeb. Yeah. And then maybe she gets something to tell. But I think uh, one day her day should come. I, I don't think they can wait too long because it's not like an MJF situation where he's still 26. Yes. Um. But I. I don't. Know, I hope Dee does get more because she definitely deserves something. She's. Awesome. She's awesome. She is, and she actually has, not not that it's a super developed gimmick, but that I'm like, the, Brian Daniels. Yeah. No, and I think that's division. a perfectly fine gimmick to have. I'm I think just it's, better I think it's good. than all of you technically. Yeah, exactly. Right? Um, I think the women of the woman of a thousand holds is also cool because I think I like that. And she has something at least. Yeah. Where some of the women seem to have nothing. Exactly, and I think yeah. like. Even just like the fact that it is basic just makes it easier for like her to be cool because it's just like an easy thing, right? Um, but I thought it was a solid match. I wish they had more time, which I'm not surprised. I'm saying about a women's match, so hopefully that's a change they bring about, perhaps. Um, there's some solid bits though. I don't know how necessary the stipulation was, as it wasn't a huge factor. But that's also kind of a positive, in my opinion, because I feel like if it's WWE, the Lumberjacks would have been involved a million times. We've had a big brawl and someone doing a dive spot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we've had, like, all this crap. And, like, I feel like that might happen in the, 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 in the other Lumberjack match I'm thinking of. But I feel like that seems to be the WWE trope. So I'm glad that they didn't go that route. They were, it was relatively toned down, which, I mean, like, then it wasn't super prevalent. But also, it's kind of a positive, depending on how you look at it. Um, the Storm Zero was a nice near fall. Makes Dee look good kicking out of that, and yeah, you're right. Makes she her look good. A super finisher. Exactly. Yep. She needed the super power driver uh, to get the win. So it was a solid match. And um, I think I'd agree. I wish Dee would get like a sustained program for a title shot. I think didn't she? She, she did too. with Rosa, but yes. I think they could do better one with Storm. As I think, I think Storm's a little more uh, well rounded. Uh, which is crazy odd, to, odd to hear say, you crazy say to that. say that. Yeah. Um, especially in comparison to Thunder Rosa, because I think um. And I know, obviously, we've talked about this before, but um, definitely my opinion on her has the more fallen her, throughout the year. The less I like her, the more right. I see Storm, the more I like her. Right. So they've sort of crisscrossed each other. Exactly, yeah. Because yeah. I think in the beginning of the year, it's like, Rose is going to win the title. Rose has got to win the title. And she did. I think the title win was awesome. And honestly, the rain started out, like, not great. But then, and it's just kind of like, it just kind of snowballed. Yep. Um, next week, I get an interview with the Acclaimed. And so next week's anime is National Scissoring Day. Sure. I don't know. You say so. <laughs> I'm like, waiting for you to talk so you're I like, can cough and it doesn't come through as clearly. You're like about to silence. cough and then like... Because I need you to keep talking so I can like <laughs> lean away and funny. cough and it barely gets um, picked so up. So they say they have an open contract <laughs> to defend the titles on Rampage and Keith Lee comes in. Lee congratulates them and says Swerve is absent and then says Billy Gunn got physically involved in the match and the claim got carried and he leaves. So maybe sowing the seeds for a rematch. I don't know. Yeah, this was about... It was a bit of a weird involvement for him, but at least, like, I guess something, because, like, like I said, probably, not, probably not the plan, because, right. obviously, Hurricane, whatever. Can we stop giving Hurricanes human names? It just, it's weird. We it's will like, never stop. Hurricane Ian is so not menacing. Like, sorry to everyone named Ian, but, like. You're not scary. We're not afraid of you. <laughs> it's just, like, Hurricanes. Ian's, Ian's unite and come get Jackson. <laughs> Hurricanes are, like, this big, like. It's literally a natural disaster, and it's just like you're gonna name it Ian, like it's Hurricane nothing. Hurricane Steve. 
like coming to get you <laughs> exactly like hurricane jimmy or something like you know like it's just not like at least like something like hurricane irma like that doesn't sound like a normal name that you hear that so, to me know. sounds like it's a grandma coming it to does kind of yeah but, like <laughs> stop giving them human names can you just like they will never stop. it's so weird and it goes by um, like i think it switches gender and then next letter of the alphabet is how it goes i saw so the like, next some one will be charges, a female like, name wait let me see if i can starting with it. J, like Her- jasmine or something Hurricane. how do they name hurricanes name so i'll talk about this for a second um so this for me like didn't stand out as an acclaimed promo right it was just kind of basic for them i think keith lee makes a point though right if the acclaimed are baby faces they shouldn't be happy winning with interference being involved so i don't know what and as you're saying right this was clearly not plan a so for plan b whatever i have it's not a problem i didn't think it was amazing but it was fine all right wait hold on uh okay uh hurricane julia <laughs> okay well yes uh, we get it hurricane bonnie that's pretty funny uh oh hurricane tobias huh? Huh? Uh-huh. uh hurricane lisa like what is this like I found some old hurricane names, so like from last year you got Hurricane Claudette, right? Like Hurricane, oh my God, Hurricane Fred, or ones from twenty nineteen is Hurricane Fernand. Like, what? What? Like Welcome Hurricane to Ter- Hurricane Talk, Hurricane the FNS Wrestling Network, Hurricane Teresa, uh, Hurricane Sebastian is one of them. Hurricane okay, Julian. This is not that interesting very to funny anyone to but you. Wait, Hurricane Ian is in 2016, too. What? He's back? You thought Can you they took do out that? Ian. How does that work? And Hurricane Julia. And Hurricane Lisa. Are they using the same names? Do they? And the, okay, the 2016 names the are the World same. The World Meteorologist Organization, um, specific to the North Atlantic Ocean, that they keep six lists of 21 male and female names that are used in rotation and recycled every six years. Okay, so there are wait, no six names. years would be this year, that's why. There are no names that start with the letters Q, U, X, Y, or Z. Mm. There you go. Yeah, because the 2016 names are the same. Alex, Bonnie, Colin, Daniel, Earl, Fiona, Gaston. Okay, let's get back to wrestling, man. Ian, Julia, Carl, Lisa, Matthew, People are Nicole, skipping. Otto, to put a time Paul, stand. Richard, Jerry, Tobias, Virginia, Walter. Why? Why are you doing this? I don't know. It's so, interesting. No, it's not. Yeah. Um, this is all right. Um, maybe it sets up a final match, maybe like a tiebreaker because Billy Gunn's a little turd. <laughs> yes, they're saying like something about DX are going to be on WWE soon, and they are, and they're wondering what they're going to do about Billy Gunn. Can they get him for a night? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Would he dare scissor on WWE TV? <laughs> well, did the New Age Outlaws do that, or is no. it just like it's just a a claim thing? I think. Okay. Um. Then we have Offo arguing. Um, think Butcher and Blade are arguing with Private Party over the open contract or Out something. of nowhere, yeah. Andrade seems to side with Butcher and Blade, they leave, and Jose kind of disciplines Private Party, saying, like it or not, Andrade is their boss, they need to get together. And then Matt Hardy comes in saying something about them having connections, something, something, teasing a split, blah, blah, do I care, no. Yes, I don't know. It was, uh, I, I liked having an Andrade sighting, but, like... So Private Party and Matt Hardy was so good that we need to run that back, right? At like, least they'd maybe be babyface. I do like that Private Party's going babyface, but I don't. this was a pretty abrupt way to do it, and I don't need Matt Hardy yeah. involved. Uh, so. This is fine. I feel bad for Andrade for being stuck in this. Me too. I saw this as a three-way on Rampage for the tag titles, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I also saw, like, um, for some reason on Rampage, the firm talked to um, Andrade, like Hathaway and Ethan Page talked to Andrade saying that Hardy's might be contract tampering with Private Party, so that's kind of, I don't know why the firm's there, but... Interesting. 
I'd just get Andrade doing something, man. Firm. I guess. He's facing 10. Yeah, I know. So. That's his springboard you're into. You're welcome. That's his springboard into main event status. Yeah. Uh, next favorite, Ricky Starks versus Eli Isom. I do like Eli Isom, but this was not um, about him. Spear and Rochambeau were the only notables I got. So he actually won with Rochambeau. I think that might be literally all there was, pretty much. Like, there, there wasn't I don't much remember more much else, that. but he, he won with Rochambeau. Yay. Yes. Um, squash. My only note, always nice to see the Rochambeau absolute squash. Yep. Ha, absolute. Nice. Oh, unintentional. Nice Pun intentional. Uh, nice. Uh, next thing we got Jungle Boy Cage recap. Uh, it's just a few recaps. And Jungle Boy some saying some stuff after he got attacked last week. Yeah. I don't remember. But it was all right. This is the one I was like, I actually remember this feud. Didn't need the recap, but it was fine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then we go into our main event, Bandito challenging Chris Jericho. The Ocho. I couldn't the, believe that. For the ROH World title. How Bandito looks small compared to Jericho. Because it knew. Like, obviously, the average guy is smaller in Ring of Honor because it didn't, like, Bandito looked like an average-sized dude. And then this, because Jericho's not huge, right? Bandito looked kind of small. Yeah. But the flip side of that is it makes his strength look even more ridiculous because I don't understand how a guy that size does the stuff he does, like, power-wise. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, so Bandito hit a tornado to the outside on, like, the Fosbury flop thing. It looks pretty good. nice. Yeah. Very graceful. Yes. Um, Bandito military press slams Jericho for a one count. He was one arm one holding arm him at some bit. point. Yes. Madness. Um, Bandia caught a dive from Jericho with a gut super kick and then a stalling suplex, which was pretty nice. And again, one-handed for a good chunk of it, and I can't remember how high they counted, but he's done a minute before yeah. with Gresham. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just funny because all of these times when he's picking up Jericho like that and putting him on his shoulders, <laughs> Jericho looks so big, and it just looks even more impressive. Yeah. It was cool. There's a nice hurricane run off the apron by Bandito. There's a chop exchange later on. A strike combo by Bandito capped off with a super kick. There's a nice sunset flip powerbomb by Bandito for two. Uh, nice near fall. Uh, Lion saw by Jericho for two, and Bandito kind of had to like move over a bit. He did. Uh, he did to help the landing, which was kind of funny. Um, follow by moonsault slam from the top rope by but, Bandito for near fall. It's kind of more of a straight down one. Yeah, it was less, kind of less, less graceful. graceful, but almost more impactful than Pages, right? So he just kind of didn't get out as far and came more straight down. Yeah. It looked cool. Uh, later on, twenty one plex for a near fall by Bandito, which is an interesting move. Because normally I would say like. The little flip off the back on the ropes. Like is, the silly string. But it, in theory, could add more like force to it, right? He's Momentum, getting bit, at least. So, and it looks, the crowd really responded well to it. Yeah. And him in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and later on, then Jericho wins with the Lion Tamer, which is, a, it's cool that he won with that. Yeah. And then Jericho says he'll destroy the legacy and take out every former Ring of Honor champion. So he challenges Dance into a title match in... Toronto, Toronto. baby. So we get that. That'll be cool. It should be. Um... Yeah, this match, after the first few minutes, picked up a ton. The crowd really got behind Bandito after the delayed vertical. And just so much of what he does is impressive, right? He can fly, he can power stuff, whatever you want kind of thing. I don't think this was like an amazing main event, but I thought it was really good. And I enjoyed it. And a great debut for Bandito. So I'm really happy that he looked so good here. And I'm really happy the crowd really got into him, right? So, um... A very good, not great main event for me. Suffered slightly from no build, as well as like zero chance Bandito's winning, right? So, yeah. Um, but it was kind of easy to forget that and just enjoy the match in the midst. It just hurts near falls because I'm not really going to believe any, even the like 21 plex, I'm still not believing. And that was a pretty protected move in Ring of Honor. Um, so, yeah, but a, a, a very good main event. But I don't know, is it, it's on the cusp of, I would say, you have to go out and see it, but not quite for me, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Bandito got a good showing here. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he does sign because I think, um, he was pretty good here. And if if they did actually offer one, I mean, it depends um, what his other offers are, I guess. That's but true. yeah, um, he looked good here. Some cool high fly spots, and then the power spots were really cool too. Because especially in a situation like this where like it's possible a lot of people haven't seen, so it's kind of like the juice situation where you wanna you're kind of out to impress here. And it's unexpected. They introduce him as a luchador and he's masked and he's kind of small. So you're not expecting yeah. a mad power. I game. think um, they all did a good job of making him look good and unique here. I've seen him before, but not a lot. So even for me, this makes me want to see more of him. And I think some credit should go to Jericho, obviously like a, yep, a good veteran sure. making him look great. Good and I don't think this was as good as Jericho's last couple of matches. I think it was still pretty good. Don't get me wrong, but I think the last two were a little better, mm -hmm. um, but it was still a good one. I like Jericho winning dirty again because I, I find it amusing when he calls himself the most honorable man yes. in pro wrestling. That's pretty funny. Um, and our first build to Toronto, which is pretty exciting. Um, and I'm really hoping we do get Pack versus Ethan Page. But I, oh, my God, yes. It's seeming because if it's... We're in two weeks. I know. We got to get moving. I guess they can. Um, on Rampage, too. They could throw in some stuff we'll or see. online, whatever. I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, we're not on Rampage. I know, but like oh, the Rampage before. leading yeah, up. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so overall, good main event. Uh, yeah, overall thoughts. Obviously, tough to follow last week that was an A plus for me, and mostly because it was a lot of in ring and really, really good in ring. This week was kind of the opposite of that and a couple notches below, therefore, it felt like segment heavy to me. Um, the wrestling was good, but with nothing I would say you had to go out and see. I mean, if you have time, the main event is pretty cool, especially if you don't know Bandito. Um, but you got like a really long Jazz segment, a really long MJF Yuta segment, a really long Soraya Baker segment, and then a bunch of smaller, quicker ones. Um, and just a, a selfish note, like bring back trios matches, please. Um, where's that division gone? Let's get it going again. So I, I still enjoyed enough of this show to give it a decent grade, but I only gave it a B this week. Um, not enough wrestling for me, and the wrestling that I got wasn't like blow away matches, which I at least would like one or two on this show. So a B show, solid but not fantastic. You? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think overall, um, it was a solid show. Um, in terms of matches, the opener was fine. Uh, Juice versus Mox was pretty good. I like that. Um, the women's title match was pretty good as well, and the squash from Sharks was a squash. The main event was another good match. Um, another bright spot with the match I thought because they just made me interested in the possible signings and Juice and Bandito. Yep. So I think that's, that's a true. plus for them. Um, the opening segment was long and had ups and downs, but I think generally it was good. Uh, Juice Mox package was good. Um, MJFU segment was good, probably the, my favorite of the night. Lethal Darby package, fine. Um, Soraya was okay. Um, it claimed AFO segments, fine. Jungle Boy package, fine as well, uh, but not needed. Uh, overall, I think it was a solid show. Some good matches, but nothing really here blowing me out of the water, so I agree with the B rating. Nice, fair. All right, well, that ends our AEW Dynamite. I'm going to pause to put in the transitional music. You're going to run upstairs and grab the Booster Juice Mom grab yes. for us, and we will uh, hit you with a little trivia in our Off the Top of His Head segment. All right, so this week is um, vacated title trivia. I found a little thing on okay. Cultaholic that I like. Oh, I watch try. them all the time. Okay, so maybe you'll know this. It says there's 20, so we'll see if we get there. <coughs> well, now you've got it. No, it's more like a dry cough thing. Um, vacated the Intercontinental Championship after be being attacked by the debuted Farouk. Ahmed Johnson. Correct. Nice. Immediately vacated the WWF Championship after a title defense rematch with uh, Bob Backlund 
ended in a no contest due to the interference of New Japan Pro Wrestling's Tiger Jeet Singh. R.I.P. Inoki. Wow, you knew that? Yeah. Holy cow, yes, R.I.P. It was rain that never happened. Yeah. Right. Oh, I yeah. talk about it in the news, but yeah, Inoki's dead. That's, uh, I did not think you'd know that one. Yeah. Vacated the WWE Championship due to a torn bicep in 2009. Oh, Batista. Correct. I feel this is a really good one because this is details that will show you how much you know because I don't remember any of these. Vacated the WWF Championship due to Greg Valentine being awarded the title by a stunned referee. Mm, I don't know. I'm trying to think Greg Valentine era. Right, and then just pick a champion. No, so this uh, was not like an iconic champion or anything. I'll give you that hint. Was, um, and he came back for a run much later. Backlund? Yes, good. I was going to say as like an insane person. He did a pretty good job, I'm not going to lie. Vacated the United States title, WWE version, after his 2005 defense against Chris Benoit ended in a double pinfall. Oh, I know. Was it Booker? It was Booker. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Then they had like a best of five series, I think. Vacated the United States title, sorry, WWE United States title, after becoming Raw general manager. Oh, Bret Hart. Correct. 2010 for some reason. Yes. Vacated the WWE championship due to a neck injury in 2014. My boy. Oh, Brian. Correct. Daniel Bryan. Easy. Vacated the United States title after he left it in the ring on December 19th, 2017. Ziggles. Ziggles is correct. This is like the thing where he just like randomly laughed and then returned to the Royal Rumble. I don't remember this. Number 30. It was like, um, it was like. I remember him coming back. It was when he was doing the record scratch thing. Oh, yeah. Um, with his music. It was like, it was in a triple threat with Corbin and Rude. And they did that finish where like, he was hitting like an end of days to Rude, but then he zigzagged him as he was doing the thing. Nice. Yeah. And then, like, then Ziggler was just, he, I don't remember why he did that. Is that when people did. loved him? Uh, Probably. What do you mean? Like, for a, he was getting, like, massive. That, that, I don't know. I think that was the year before against oh. Miz. Yeah, it might be. Um, vacated the Intercontinental title in 2009 after being suspended by general manager Teddy Long. Was it Mysterio? No. Jericho? No. Ziggles? No. Morrison? Somebody who's currently basically a main eventer. For WWE. McIntyre. Correct. Vacated the Universal Championship the night after he became the Valor. inaugural champion. Correct. Oh, yes. That was the... That I remember. Seth Rollins broke his shoulder. Oh, yeah. Barricade bomb. Barricade bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next. Was stripped of the WWF title by President Jack Tunney due to... Andre. Con- controversy surrounding both of the previous title changes uh, in Andre? 91. Oh, Flair. Nope. Hogan. Yes. Correct. How come you thought Andre? Because he also got stripped by Tony. But... Vacated the WWE Championship due to a torn pectoral injury, 2007. And I believe this is one of the ones he recovered. Oh, right. Cena. Incredibly fast from yeah. like superhuman recovery for that guy. Yeah, Va- he, vacated he the won d- the 2008 Rumble. Right. Vacated the WWF Championship after he and The Undertaker pinned Steve Austin at the same Kane. time. Wait, Correct. yeah. Yep, you're right. Trust your instincts, my son. Vacated the Universal Championship after announcing his battle with leukemia. Hmm. I wonder. Couldn't imagine. It wasn't Goldberg. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was Roman. Roman Reigns. Vacated the WWE Championship due to a knee injury in 2015. It's your boy. Rollins. Seth Rollins. Boy. I think there's only been two Universal, universal title vacations, so. Vacations. <laughs> 
vacated the WWF championship due to a knee injury in 1997. Huh? Oh, wait. What, Michaels? Yes, correct. Right. No, I thought he lost his smile. <laughs> Maybe both. Why can't it be both? <laughs> um, vacated the Intercontinental title due to a neck injury suffered while winning the title in SummerSlam 97. Oh, um, awesome. Correct. RPO and Hart. Did WWF President Jack... This is a different one. That doesn't make sense. Well, as written, did WWF President Jack Tunney refuse to recognize as WWF champion after being given the title by Andre? So Oh, you're... DiBiase. Yeah, I don't know. That's clearly a typo. (laughs) Vacated the WWE World Heavyweight Championship after SmackDown GM Vicky Guerrero stripped him of the title for using the Hell's Gate submission. Taker. Correct. Because who... That, the Hell's Gate yeah. was... I should have edited that down to make it harder for Triangle you. or something. Final one. Vacated the Intercontinental title after winning the WWF title from Hulk Hogan. Warrior. Even I would get that one. Yeah. I would say you crushed that quiz. Very well done. All right, so we're going to move back into talking about weekly wrestling programs in sort of a highlight, low-light segment we like to call High Spots and Rest Holds. All right, we'll start with some NXT, which unfortunately was much more um, rest holds than high spots for me this week. Uh, and I think this is the last episode of 2.0, right? Are you going to watch the new one with it me next week? If, uh, probably, maybe. Oh, nice. Okay, that would be know. nice. Because you can then high spot rest hold that too, and we can share that Depends responsibility. Depends what it looks like. Well, aren't we going to review it? We could do that too. Or well, we could I just. We, doing. we could. I don't mind. Uh, so the first rest hold from NXT was whatever Apollo Crews is doing right now with his like bloody eye and his ability to have visions that sort of predict the future or something. I don't know if you've seen that, but um, I thought we we're done with 2.0. That's so bad. And I think his speaking has actually improved, right? They're just giving him stupid things to do right now. Like, so basically, this is all coming from Grayson Waller using an eye gouge in a match, which heels do all the time. But for Apollo Crews, it's some part of like an origin story for an anti-hero or something and it's just not working and then like why do we all have access to apollo cruz's visions you know what i mean if they're in his head and in his mind how are they broadcast on national television it kind of harkens back to i think i've told it's you like what. i understand why they do that in movies but like when you're pretending like i don't know it's weird i think i told you that jeff hardy and impact we had access to his thoughts all right yeah. which was <laughs> ridiculous as well but yeah, I was not a fan of Apollo Crews stuff. High spot, uh, entertaining video package of Pretty Deadly, A Day in Their Life, but like ambiguously gay kind of thing because at, at the very least, they sleep in the same bed at night, right? So, and it was all about like, they don't work out with heavy weights and they don't get up early and work out. They sort of linger and just sort of a decadent lifestyle basically, right? Is what these two are. I, I find them really entertaining. So they I don't like have two belts segment. anymore, right? No. Lame. Uh, rest hold. I told you Saul Ruka. Saul Ruka's debut. Who they? For What's week, her thing? She is like a former gymnast. Really tall. Really <coughs> fit. Really athletic. Always. All of her vignettes are her on the beach, and she's like a surfer girl now. Oh, she's kind been of vignettes. I haven't seen anything. I just like saw weeks. That she uh, weeks of them being like. So she debuted against the returning Amari Miller. Uh this was rough. Oh, returning. I don't know. Because she was got injured, right? Did she in a match? I can't remember. Um, I don't even know. She did. Uh, I would describe this match as rough. Um, 
So Ruka has a good look and she's clearly an athlete, but it's also clear that she has next to zero wrestling experience, I would think. So she didn't look ready for TV for me. Um, but again, they put her in there with, I wouldn't actually call Amari Miller a ring general, right? So I don't know why they put her in with someone else who's not super experienced. It was not a good result. Who would you put in with her that's not like that low? Like the problem is you need to have Ruka win, right? So I don't know who's I, in the role right, of exactly. like gatekeeper for the women like in NXT. Stuck. Yeah. Um, another rest hold from NXT. I guess I'll burn through all the NXT and then I'll take a break and let you go. Um, Cameron Grimes loses to Joe Gacy in just over three minutes this week. So distractions from the dyad lead to the loss, but still like this feud seems to be continuing for Grimes and I don't understand. And schism just makes me want to change the channel, even though I kind of like, like, I have no problem with Gacy. I think he's a decent performer. It's just this gimmick is not cool. And obviously we love the grizzled young veterans, right? I love them. So like this doesn't work and it's pulled Grimes into this and it's just, I don't, I have trouble paying attention. It's kind of like the honor no more stuff for me. Like I just, it's a chore for me to pay attention to it. Uh, another rest hold Nikita Lyons, Kate and Carter singles match. I've seen enough. I'm going to say it. Nikita Lyons is not good. I think you've been saying that for a while. Um, I didn't think Carter looked great here either. She's fast, but not super clean, I didn't find. And there was a little stretch in here of a few seconds in the middle where clearly neither of them had any idea what they were going to do from that position. Um, so I was not a fan. Mm -hmm. And then my last thing is also a rest hold, a lot of rest holds. And you watch this with me. Your thoughts on the main event pub rules match? Oh, yeah, it was really bad. Like, just so... I hated it. So basic and boring and, like, a, like, safe street fight, basically, right? The safest street fight. And it was all synchronized. It, oh, like, yeah, that's right. All they, the synchronized weaponry. The, um... Who is it? Briggs and Jensen kept doing, like, synchronized stuff. Even Gallus kind in of a street did a fight. Like, oh, it was... I hated it. I genuinely hated it. And it doesn't help Gallus look good, right? They're relatively new. Like, the high-low on the trash can to end it was fine, but, like... I, even that was, like, cause I hate that finisher. It's basically just a clothesline with, like... Yeah. Like, it's, it's it's lame. But it was not a good main event, right? Like, just overall a very weak final. And they got suspended after. It's kind of apropos that the final episode of 2.0 is really bad, <laughs> right? I think. Because it's going out with a whimper, as it should, because it was... You it. start horrible, you end just as bad. I wonder if, like, 10 years down the road, they'll even acknowledge this era, or they'll just, like, be I like, this is like, Benoit. how people are going to look <laughs> right. Look back on this, like, because... This, this groundbreaking stuff. It was truly one of the worst years they've ever had. Um, What do you have? Because I have one Raw and a few impacts, I have so a if few you want to speak raw. Um, So, after losing to Lurik, I guess a high spot... I think I saw I saw a picture of it, but Nikki Ash was like kind of sitting in the corner, like she had her mask off, and she was like kind of looked like looked like she was screaming at it. So like we're gonna ditch this gimmick, thinking maybe Nikki Cross returns. Oh, nice! Which would be kind of cool. That would be so. It's like hopefully a high spot, right? If she ditches this superhero it's, gimmick, it's at least promising. I think so too. I think that's fair. Um, and then uh, rest hold Omos and handicap squash. <sighs> who cares against who? I don't know. I will say that's one, jobbers, of, but... one of the better decisions Triple H has made is to de-push that guy, right? Because no, clearly Vince... here he still is. I know, but Vince was, like, he was on every week, and he was involved with, like, AJ Styles, and now, and now it's like, he's kind of backburnered, which mm -hmm. is great. Uh, and then wrestled uh, Dexter Loomis and Miz segment from Raw with the Miz security force. The whole feud is lame, and this was lame, and I hate it, and it sucks. <laughs> 
Uh, I had a high spot from Raw. I talked to you about it already. It was the opening segment. I actually watched maybe an hour of Raw this week. And the opening segment with Bailey, obviously she had EO and Dakota with her. And Belair, who had uh, Asuka and Bliss, probably. Probably. Right? So um, a pretty good back and forth between Bailey and Belair. Like, Bailey's position is, sure, you're really good and you've got the belt, but you did it all while I've been away, right? Like, without me here to challenge you. And Belair pointed out, I think that Belair beat her the last time. They... Anyways, Belair's response was really good, too. And she, something like, basically, her point was, I'm not going to reduce my accomplishments down to a level to make you comfortable was a very close paraphrase of one of her lines that I thought was really good. But the point of this being a high spot, like this felt like as big of a story as anything. And I'm talking to you right now, AEW and Tony Khan. This felt as big of a story as anything the men are doing, right? This women's division is presented as just as important as the men's. And that's a glaring weakness in AEW. Which is maybe something they're trying to change. But like as of now, it's right. definitely been that. This is that. WWE is crushing them in that yeah. department. This felt important. All of these women felt sort of important, right? And then it led into a match. I think it was EO and Belair right after got a lengthy match, right? So it felt important. And the segment was good overall. Um, and that was the opening segment. It got... The same billing as what was it this week? Jazz, right? Right. Um, so they do have an extra hour to work with, but I just feel like even true, still, a lot better job. Yeah. Uh, anything else from you? Um, just a couple of SmackDown bits. Uh, Rest hold. Rousey and Morgan were brawling after Rousey beats Natalia. Just lame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then a high spot. Max Dupree got fed up with uh, yes. male models because they're like posing backstage doing dumb crap, and he said, "Yeah," as he left. Um, took nice. his uh, maximum male models belt off. Um, so I think LA Knight will be back soon, or at least something else wrestling. Yeah, because his... at least it wouldn't be this. Oh my god, I can't even remember his previous name anymore. Eli. Eli. Oh, Eli Drake. Eli Drake, like that Eli Drake gimmick, Eli I think would work Drake. main roster. LA Knight, no problem. It's pretty much the same. It thing. is pretty much like, and we're. I'm not a huge fan of him in ring or whatever, but on main roster, totally fine, right? Yeah, uh, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, should I do some impact? Um, yeah, be- um, that's all I have. Okay. Impact really quickly, high spot opening tag match. It was Ace Austin and Chris Bay, who I love as a team, taking on Trey and Laredo Kid, like super fast, eight or nine minute match. Cool, several cool spots. Like there, I told you there was a springboard sunset flip bomb off of as Laredo Kid was holding whoever and Trey Miguel hit it. Um, Bay and Austin won with Bay hit the art of finesse, but it was like after being flipped by Ace Austin and then Austin hit a nice fold. Um, I love these guys as a tag team, and if you don't have anything for them as singles guys, I say push the heck out of them as a tag team. Get the belts off OGK or the Kingdom or whatever you want to call them. Tran- more. Transition them to Bay and Austin somehow because they're really fun to watch. Um, rest or hold. just throw them on Aussie Open. Oh, that too. Uh, hold from Impact, Honor No More, just wasting so much of my time. I can't. I don't know what it is. I can't do it. They got another long in-ring promo with multiple members like eddie edwards has to speak and maria has to speak and i don't i think this feud is hurting josh alexander honor no more come across as just this basic faction with nothing really going on they don't they haven't dominated anything they lose as much as they win if not more i just find eddie edwards really bland as the leader and mouthpiece like if he's your leader and mouthpiece you don't have a strong faction i guess (laughs) is what i'm saying like Eddie Edwards is, for me, like the good hand at this point, right? But he's not a main event player, even in Impact Wrestling, I don't think. So they just got a lot of time, and I struggle to pay attention to this. They don't, I just groan. As soon as Eddie Edwards has a mic, I'm like, ugh, here we go. <laughs> um, 
So I said neither high spot or rest hold. I'm cheating again. I'm unsure. That's but okay. I did that. I think I did like the first time. It's kind of almost like notables, I guess. Um, so one of Eric Young's yellow hooded goons from the segments the past few weeks. Oh, I forgot about that. They attempted. What was his to, name again? Like Eric Young's name. Um, the something. Like, oh my god. Oh, uh, why can't I remember? Because it's vaguely related to the, the gimmick he was doing the, before. The, the something. Yes, what is it? Oh, you're killing uh, Anyways, I'll, I can't focus on that now. Uh, one of them tried to climb the guardrail, and they ended up getting taken away by security and commentaries kind of trying to like put over that they're afraid of this. Um, another rest hold was the teasing of the return of Swinger's Palace. No, no, no. Um, it was Swinger and Zicky Dice. Johnny Bravo showed up. He's married to one of the Swingerellas now. And just... Like, the tone of this segment just upsets me because it's very reminiscent of Swinger's Palace and Wrestle House and the whole um, a murder of Johnny... Was it Johnny Bravo who got murdered? Who got murdered? Uh, yeah, because then you get <laughs> killed before in the wedding or whatever. Right. So all of that, which I am trying not to remember, this reminded me. So please don't do this. But it was immediately followed by... I'm saying it. It's a high spot. The Joe Hendry stuff. You watched it too, right? <laughs> Oh, yes. It's just so ridiculous. Um, so what was this one? I can't find the Eric Young thing. Though. It was like inheritance and one person's getting the entire inheritance. And then it was say the name, say the name. And I didn't realize it's the same guy every week. Right? Just like with some other people. So all of these terrible things are happening to this same guy. And Joe Hendry <laughs> keeps showing up and singing and it turns into a musical. And I find it funny. I don't know. Rest hold. Um... Rosemary and Father James Mitchell had a segment. I guess the gist of it is Rosemary wants Jessica gone and Havoc back. And I can't imagine that anyone cares. I certainly don't. Rosemary just needs to go away for a while and come back doing something different. I don't know, a complete gimmick change, a tweak, something because she's boring. Uh, Impact high spot. Ready? Tarus gets a win. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was a pretty decent match, too, against Delirious, but it's the fact that the guy won and that there's a potential they're going to elevate him because he's awesome. You need to get him a mouthpiece, right? I don't know who. Father James Mitchell's too, like, on the nose for me. Uh, but he needs somebody to speak for him because he's sick in the ring, man. He can do it all. And mm -hmm. then the main event was a, a Monsters Ball match with Masha Slamovich and indie darling um, Allie Catch, Jeez. who I think is kind of overrated. She's totally fine, but people are talk about her like she's amazing anyways pretty solid uh match at the end masha eats tax wins it the match by um she actually got out of a pile driver onto tax and ended up hitting the snowplow onto a bunch of tax and they had like pop cans that had been sliced in half that were on there so pretty good match overall longest match Masha's had uh, like 15 minutes or so and she still looked pretty good and is clearly willing to do anything so i'm a big masha slamovich fan so i'm hoping um the push continues for her. I saw the one door spot that looked really weak. Like, it did. It just like look like could not look more like the door is just ready to break. And the whole like they haven't been had any food or water for 24. It's just kind of like, come on. Does that really? I don't know. I guess it matters. But uh, that is all I had for that. You as well. Mm -hmm. All right. So we'll move. It'd be funny if one of them got like photographed at a restaurant the day before what? or something. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah that would be funny. Um, so now we'll move into our final segment where Jack's going to update us on the world of wrestling action figures in Figuring It Out with Jack. 
Um, so the first thing they had is they revealed um mock and loose images of uh the Royal Rumble elites for next year. Nice. But they'll probably be out by like in a month or so because they're always like out way too early and then right they're they'll hit everywhere by rumble season mm-hmm. um so the first one is uh vader from 96 which is they said on the on the back of the packaging it says that's when he debuted so that's cool it's like a your classic wwe vader oh it's yeah like a WCW that one, so it's pretty it's pretty good actually uh then you have uh ray mysterio from 2006 with the eddie Guerrero armbands from when eddie had just died and this is when he won the rumble i don't love the head scan but yeah it's it's all right uh, then Brie Bella from 2018. God, why? I don't know. Waste like of plastic, man. Yeah, like what? I don't. I genuinely don't get it. And then uh, Damien Priest from uh, the 21 Rumble, which I I love this actually. It looks awesome. We are a sucker for white gear. Yeah, the white gear's awesome, nice. and it like usually they just do repaints in this in these uh Star exclusive series, but I don't think I think the Vader's new, and then also I think the Priest could have been a repaint because it uses the same sculpt as the purple Priest I have, but um. Uh, it's in it's in the white, and then it's like it's actually got like you can see like the different sculpting on his tights, so it's it's pretty nice. Like it's actually like a whole new thing. Like yeah, it's just one of those things. Like because obviously nice. they reuse head sculpts sometimes, so it's just like a head reuse, and that's it. So I think that looks really nice, and I I like the white gear a lot. And the build a figure is Doc Hendricks, which is kind of funny. Weird. Um, when there's a WrestleMania 39 basics revealed, there's a Belair from Mania 37, which would have been against Sasha Banks. And you know how her gear sometimes like all shiny and glittery? Well, the basics are so bad because it just looks so flat there. Like it, it just looks so like it looks like the kind of thing she'd wear on TV, not a, her WrestleMania attire. You know, uh, I guess like when you look closely, there's a bit of that sparkle there, but just like I feel like it would look so much better on an elite. Like just the basics make it look so flat. Does she make her own gear still? I know she did in NXT. I feel like and her gear's sweet, man. Yeah, and then um, you got Andre the Giant from WrestleMania One. So it's Andre and Trunks. I don't know if they've done that, that yet. That is weird. Uh, it's it's a it's a little odd. It's it's not terrible, but it's a uh, it's something. And he got uh, Kane from WrestleMania 20. Bald Kane. It looks like an old Kane figure that the basic that they just redid. Like the head sculpt looks old, and it just looks like the Kane, an old Kane basic with. Oh wait, I was right. It is an old Kane basic because if you look at the see the. The hands have the peg holes, yes, and the upper, the biceps have like it's got the old articulation, and he's got ankles. It is a, an old figure. So they just what strapped a different head on an old figure. I think it's just like I don't even know if the head's new. I think yeah, it might be new head on like a old figure, or like at least it's using the upper body's old. Cause I don't think his ankles. So it's like a mashup of old articulations. It's really weird, actually. You have Undertaker from WrestleMania 20, so it'll be like an accompanying figure because I guess they're from the same match. Yeah. Um, and he's a new, and he actually looks decent for a basic. Like, if you want a basic Undertaker, there it is. Who um, doesn't? So that's, that's all right. And then they revealed images for, um, um, Unrivaled 11 for AEW. Um, except for the Jungle Boy. They didn't show Jungle Boy for some reason. Right. He's supposed to be in the series. He's not in it. Um, so first they showed Adam Cole from Friday Night Dynamite on, what's the sixth month? Uh, June 18th, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Wait. That can't be right. Why? Because he debuted in August or September. Uh, it's from Friday Night Dynamite. Maybe it's eight. I don't know. It's from Friday Night Dynamite last year. A Friday Night Dynamite. Uh, it's just in like the black and white gear, big ugly rubber jacket that I don't like. <laughs> um, like the non-posable ones. Yeah. 
Um, but other than that, the figure looks nice, cool. Like an Adam Cole, the articulation is probably gonna be pretty sweet oh, on yeah. that. So. Adam Cole exists. Yeah, still injured. Um, then we have Chris Jericho from Blood and Guts in the inmate gear. Um, so that's cool. At least it's like it's got the same head scan they used for the last few Jerichos. So at least it's like in the at least in the inmate gear, it's like a different sculpt and everything. Like right. it's not just another repaint. Um, and then you got Darby Allen in the Revolution gear, and you know what's funny is so. Um, it's from the match with the street fight, air mm-hmm. quotes. Yeah. Um, with uh Sting, so he's got like the half Sting paint, which, I mean, I don't know Sting, but at least it does look cool on the figure. Like he's got the full face paint, which they don't usually do on Darby and the indoor street fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The indoor street fight, <laughs> and he's got like different pants on, so I think that's kind of cool. Nice. It's, it's actually pretty nice. I'll probably get this because I do like the Darby figures. They are nice. And yeah, he's a very uh toyetic guy. Toyetic face guy. paint. Yes. Um. And uh, I, I, I was hoping, because like, I was just using, like, a Darby before, and I was hoping, like, because now, like, and most of the Ultimate Warriors, like, what they'll give him, like, a, or, like, at least the last two Ultimate Edition Ultimate Warriors, yeah. they give him, like, a no face paint head or, like, worn face paint right. or something. So I'm really hoping they did it for Darby at some point, because I, obviously I want face paint, but I think it'd also be fun to, like, have a no face paint one, have it, like, worn off or, like, in right. a promo segment or something like that. Yep. So, I don't know. I hope, like, maybe the next Darby that comes out, either you have, like, a, a kind of a washed-away face paint, like, where maybe it's, like, part of it's there or something, or, like, just a completely blank face. As, I think it'd be interesting. As a little kid, I used to love uh, Surfer's thing and Ultimate Warrior when they're paintless. Yeah, There exactly. were some Ultimate Warrior matches where he had, like, almost nothing left. Yeah, exactly. Like, there'd Which be a is, like, what they've been doing with some of the head scans. Yeah. So, I hope they did it for Darby because I think it's cool as well. It just looks like they've been through a battle, like a <clears throat> war, right? Yeah. It's cool, yeah. And it's something they kind of applied in 2K, so I hope they they give it to Darby because I think it'd look cool. Yeah. Um, we got Penelope Ford from the same Friday Night Dynamite as the Cole figure, so that's kind of cool. Another stupid, ugly rubber jacket. and. Finally, last but certainly not least, uh, super bad Kip Sabian <laughs> with Woo! a box with a cardboard box. No, it's the old, old version. Kip Sabian. Um, and he's got a, a, another crappy rubber jacket, except this time it's only got one sleeve. So one of his arms is posable in the jacket. So sweet, good for him. Nice. And he's got a lot of left hands. Oh wait, no, never mind. I'm dumb. And uh, is that it? Um, no, one more thing. Sorry. Uh, well, I guess they revealed unmatched figures, but that's not. Too much. I guess like there's also Unmatched, which has um Sean Spears from Blood and Guts in the white gear, and he's got like uh the chair actually is pretty cool. Nice. And then there's inmate Sammy Guevara, which is okay. The Danson's pretty nice, but he's like too big. Uh from Oh yeah, Grand, you were telling me Grand that, Slam. Right. Yeah. The scales off. Yeah, uh there's an LJN Darby, which is I mean the if you're into that then you're yeah, then it's cool. Cool, I guess. Uh there's Promo Gear Kenny, which is actually pretty nice. I I kinda like that. Nice. Like, I like that they've been doing that because they did a, they did like a suit coat, uh, Cody, and then a uh, promo gear hangman in the mm-hmm. last series. So that, I think that's pretty cool. And then something I saw that was revealed that uh, kind of comic guards did they got an ultimate edition Raw's War Ring, uh, revealed, and so it's a little better than the typical ring because this one, um, <laughs> apparently it's got a uh, fabric turnbuckles on it. So that's kind of cool. Like it'll little detail you would like, like for sure. Yeah. So I think that's kind of cool. And it's got like four piece ring skirts because you know how like the ring skirts that we got like they just kind of go around the thing. And, like, yes. One whole thing connected. Uh, this is more akin to the new generation uh crown fund ring where it's like four piece ring skirts and they're probably like better quality. Yeah. Because in the they did the crowdfunding project and it j- which just got shipped out for the people who ordered it and then um so it was like a ring that actually had like the floorboards underneath and whatnot and like had like extra tiers and whatnot anyways like, like that was like a better quality ring this is kind of like 
I feel like a middle ground between the old other scale rings and then the crowdfunder because it's got like a few aspects of that, but not completely the same. Nice. And then um, it's also got an exclusive uh, Kane Ultimate Edition, which is pretty cool. Um, and it's a Kane from I think uh, WrestleMania 2000, and like because it's like the color invert because usually it's like black. Oh yeah. Red with black. Yes. And it's but this more one's, red like, than black. This one's more black than red, and I think this is. I remember Nate got like a long time ago got a Kane Elite. One of the oh first God. elites he got, yep. and this is like the same gear as that. Nice. So that's kind of cool. And um, someone thought this was a repaint, but it's actually like got some sculpt on the chest because it's got like the indents or whatever. So it's actually yeah. kind of. It looks really nice, actually. I really like it. it's got a couple of heads and some hands. And he's all in. I'm um, usually like when they the figures come with the rings, they have like they're just kind of in there. But he's also got his own packaging too, as if he was a normal figure. Nice. So that's kind of cool, and it looks unique. Um, so yeah, it's kind of cool. It was kind of a random thing, but I think it's uh, it's pretty cool. Nice. Mm. Say two. Mm-hmm. That's it. We're right in our sweet How dare spot you again. Speak French. We're at one forty-four. So that's gonna wrap up episode one fifteen. I feel like one sixteen might be longer if we actually do a full review of NXT. We do, yeah. But I'll keep my notes kind of brief, or I'll try to. I always say that, and then it's hard in the moment because you just type stuff, you know. But we'll definitely be back next Saturday uh, for episode one sixteen. We hope you have a great week up until then, and that we see you back here. And until then, take care.